You've seen those movies where they say, make my day, or I'm your worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Ha! You didn't know I'm gonna say that, did you? Your move, creep. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Film Feast podcast. I am your host, Matt Bledsoe, and I'm very excited this week because on this episode, we are talking about the brand new Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, to help me talk about it, I'm joined by my friend and frequent guest on this show, Ken Walker. Ken, how you doing? I'm doing well. Happy to be back. Yeah, happy to have you back. Uh, and since we are talking about Godzilla vs. Kong, I called him the biggest Godzilla fan that I know. Uh, he's someone I've wanted to get on this show for a, a long time now. Uh, he's the host of the Inside the Sequel podcast and has been a guest on the Cobwebs podcast, Schlock and All, and many more. Uh, it's Chris Hurtado. Chris, how you doing, man? Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to finally be on the film feast. I'm hungry and I'm ready to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to start adding that to the opening of the show, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> not doing. I'm not doing enough of that title, so that's good. Yeah. Um, man, we've been trying to get you on the show for a long time, so I'm glad that you are finally here. This is like the perfect show for you to be on, too. I think. Yeah, seriously, it's like patience is a virtue, but don't get it twisted to people who are listening. It's not because I'm so popular. He could have fit. I could have fitted it. It's it's genuinely because he was so having so many great guests on, and I'm like, I have to wait my turn. I totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we, had, we finally got you here, and that's, that's all that matters. And I was on your podcast uh, a while ago talking about RoboCop 2, which was a lot of fun. I'm always happy to talk about how underrated RoboCop 2 is. Yes, that's one of my favorite recordings. It was just such, because we recorded in the early afternoon, which I, w- I kind of want to like point it out, like a lot of our mutual friends who do podcasting have started to realize like early podcasting times are like awesome. And I kind of want to be like, you know, Matt, uh, Matt and I kind of did that. I feel like before anybody else was doing them and it's like, <laughs> we had a kick-ass episode. <laughs> yeah, that was the freshest I've ever felt for a podcast. Cause it was like one in the afternoon on like a Saturday. I, mm-hmm. I was completely, it was like, I was, it was the best <laughs> I've ever been on a podcast. Usually I've heard these things at like eight o'clock after a work day and like, I'm a little out of it, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. We, Get those going more. This good stuff. Yeah, just think about it this way, Matt. For your online clout, is that Daniel <laughs> has been trying to get me to watch RoboCop for a long time, and I never really did. And then finally, I watch it because you wanted to be on my podcast <laughs> for it. So you you have that title now. Wow, and I love those movies. I I'm honored. That's fantastic. <laughs> yes, and also it's so nice to meet the lovely Ken Walker, Texas Ranger. I have been so excited <laughs> to meet you, and uh, your knowledge of film and like early monster movie stuff is something Daniel and I have talked about multiple times too. So, thank you for having me. Oh well, thank you, and I'm well. I'm excited to listen to you talk about a uh, kaiju movie specifically because um, you know, ev- uh, everyone hears me. You know, I never shut the hell up about the Universal Monsters because, <laughs> you know, back when I was a kid, I would spend weekends at my grandpa's and we'd go to Hollywood Video and I would always pick out those movies. But every now and again, I would also pick out some classic Godzilla movies. The most common one I would pick out was um the 1990s. I'm not sure what year specifically, but Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. I'm not sure what year that's from, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one where um it's the one where uh, Ghidorah. That's a fun one. 
<laughs> yeah, it's the one where um uh like halfway through the movie he like blows off the middle head and they replace it with Mecha Ghidra. Yeah, yeah, that's 1992 <laughs> or 93's uh, King Ghidorah. Yeah, I love that one. It's and they have time travel and they re- bring back aliens. It's it's such a cool cool movie. Um, and it's one of the early like 90s ones because they did they kind of kickstarted the reboots with 84 and then they took a pause and did 89 with Biollante and then this one came out. So excellent yeah. taste, Ken. <laughs> yeah, no, and I I gotta say, just a quick little joke that's in that one that totally went over my head as a young kid, but as an adult, I love this joke. Is like they like go the aliens or whatever go back in time, and there's like an American Navy ship that's out, and um, they see like a spaceship fly by, and one of the n- naval guys, one of the sailors, is talking to like his his higher up, and he's just like, "Hey, should we should we report that?" And then the guy's just like. Oh no, we'll hold off on that. And you can tell your grandkids about it, Major Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yes, I put that in my letterbox review too. I was like, this is this is a spiritual Spielberg movie because it also has Godzilla as a dinosaur um, yes. as well, which is a call to like Jurassic Park in a weird way. But I think it's right before Jurassic Park, so maybe Spielberg. Mm. I don't know. It's it's a good point. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I think it's, we've shown that you guys clearly know more than I do about Godzilla because I think in the hierarchy of, <laughs> of Godzilla and Kong fans here, I am like a rookie at both, really, honestly. So I think it's like I'm the rookie. Ken knows more than I do. And I think Chris probably knows more than both of us put together. Oh, yeah, so. definitely. <laughs> yes, I have contributed most of my life now to these monster movies. I have nothing to show for it <laughs> except really cool NECA figures. Well, that's that's worth it. Uh, Absolutely. um, I was going to say, on your show, if you weren't listening inside the sequel, you did a great series recently about, um, you kind of, I think, did you pick Godzilla movies that you thought would be good to set up for Godzilla versus Kong or just some of your favorite Godzilla movies? Yeah, so it was like, it was like essential Godzilla movies to watch before the new one because... I feel like Kong's filmography is so short that most people mm-hmm. have seen at least one or two. And if you've seen uh, like two of them, you've seen all of them, basically, except Kong Skull Island. And with Godzilla, it's such a massive library of films. I kind of wanted to recommend the movies that people should watch and that they were very easy and accessible to watch before this one. So it was kind of like a, a homework kind of set, a, like thing I was assigning people. I was like, you should watch these essential, enjoyable movies that are also really easy to get a hold of. And uh we had some great guests on there, like Lindsay Wilkins from Schlock and All. Uh, we we got Michael Scott, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know yeah. at the the true Hib- what, Hibachi Justice. Mm-hmm, yeah, I love that Twitter <laughs> handle. <laughs> he came on Philip Yount from the Dead Ringers podcast. I was like, geez. And then to top it off, I had to get the boys from the Terror Table because my podcast isn't toxic enough, and I just had to <laughs> have them on there with me to talk about '98 Godzilla because. <laughs> Uh, you know, Ken is getting these really good early 90s movies. I was always at Family Video and also shout out Hollywood Video because that's where I would go to Game Crazy oh, yeah. and rent the video games there. <laughs> and uh, instead, though, when I'd go to Family Video, I'd always get 98 Godzilla because, well, I mean, why wouldn't you as a kid? <laughs> and then you make the mistake of getting 1999's Godzilla 2000 and then your kid, your friends would be mad at you because you got the wrong one. And you're, <laughs> you're stuck for a weekend watching this badly dubbed Godzilla movie. <laughs> yeah that was a very fun episode you guys did on godzilla 98 uh <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it I'm, I'm glad somebody enjoyed it besides I enjoyed just it. those boys <laughs> i think I, I don't want to upset you i really i've never i haven't watched in a long time but i've never really liked godzilla 98 even when i was like a kid like and i was so hyped for it like you could not i think i talked about a little bit on your show 
the hype for Godzilla the Eight was insane. Oh yeah, like, it was the, so crazy. The marketing <laughs> blitz was crazy. Like it was everywhere, and then it came out, and somehow I didn't get to go see it in a theater. I have no idea how. Uh, and then I had I rented it, <laughs> and then I was in my room, or being in my room, and try, having it on, and being like, I don't care about this. I'm really poor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember like, oh my god, the the ads for it were everywhere. There was um like there were like public buses that would be out that would like have a sign on it that says like his foot is bigger than this bus. And like, <laughs> Oh my God, there was the taco bell commercials. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the big ones. And the God, the puff daddy song that was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, dude, I just bought the CD recently because you can't listen to every song on Spotify. So I went out and bought the CD. <laughs> it's so good. It was a good soundtrack. I remember liking that soundtrack a lot. Like me and my friends were hyped for that movie as like 10, 11 year old boys. However, we, we, we were pretty excited. And then I don't, I wonder why I didn't, my friend saw it. I have a good friend named Ryan who we hung out all the time and somehow he went to go see it and I didn't. I'm still upset about it, but <laughs> I didn't like it when I saw it. So who, I mean, maybe I see it in the theater. I don't know. Maybe I missed the experience, but, uh, but yes, yeah, I, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm just like, uh, you guys talk about 98 Godzilla and it's like, Mitch, you don't know why your parents would take you. It's cause they knew better. You know, they didn't want to, <laughs> they didn't want to give you trash taste like me and letting, letting me let you watch it at such a young, impressionable age. Oh, man. But yeah. I, I have to mention one thing before we get into this. Another series you've been a part of that's been like my favorite podcasting thing this whole year is your fantasy Oscars you've been doing with uh, Mitch Oliver and Daniel uh, Epler from from uh, Cobwebs and Terror Table. And you guys have been doing this series of like 90s, 2000s, 2010s. 2010s is not quite out yet, but I've loved the first two installments and I'm so excited for the next one. Hey, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Uh, it's actually uh, Daniel's passion project he kind of threw on us and um the fact that he wanted me to be on there i was like really you sure i mean (laughs) there's gonna be a lot of upset people (laughs) but uh yeah the 90s one was awesome because that's a decade that i honestly dispose of pretty quickly i don't think too much but having to do this oscar thing i i watch a lot of movies that i had put off for so long and actually really enjoyed um and the 2000s memory lane and now i can tell you now that the 2010 um the final uh cut of this is uh, in my hands it's in my editing room right now and i will let you know i'm up to finishing 2014 <laughs> in two days so i'm trying to really push this out for my birthday that's uh this saturday as like my birthday gift to everyone because you know why the hell not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that will or happy early birthday. Actually, it's funny on Twitter. I already wish you happy birthday. I thought it was your birthday last week. <laughs> yeah, I read they, something wrong. <laughs> uh, I, I still I appreciate it. I was like, oh, they like they, they want to wish me happy birthday. I'm like, I really like that. I was so and, excited. Uh, and then, yeah, it was like, oh, Matt, you're a week early. Oh, well, I tried. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my birthday, honestly, if you ask me, it, it was I, I kind of thought, oh, this feels like my birthday is when Kong versus Godzilla came out. And uh, also we got. Zack Snyder's Justice League as well that same month. So I feel like I was like double gifted this year already. <laughs> yeah. <HBO laughs> because Max if you didn't know, yeah. yeah, did you know that Zack Snyder closed the book on comic book movies with this release? And I'm like, <laughs> wow, I never thought I'd see that happen. But boy, <laughs> that's did a it. wrap. They're done. I think <laughs> after this, that's it. No more. Shut them. Black <laughs> Widow's not coming out. They're done. Right. Just shut it's, them all down. <laughs> it's like as a kid, I knew I was when I watched 98 Godzilla, I was like, this is this is what blockbusters are like. This is a <laughs> I'm lucky to see that. <laughs> Thank you, Roland Dembrick. <laughs> uh, hey, Chris, I want to ask you a, a couple of questions uh, regarding Godzilla. 
Yes, sir. Um, so a, a friend of mine who's been on the podcast before, Chad, uh, he's a pretty big Godzilla fan. And I uh, want to ask your opinion on this. I believe his favorite Godzilla movie is uh, Godzilla vs. Destroya. Your Ooh. thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I actually uh, recently watched that one. Um, so my the pro- with the Godzilla movies, when the night it's they call it the '90s Godzillas, but honestly, starts with the '84 Godzilla Returns. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the uh, the Hisei series, and um, <clears throat> it basically it's a new era of Godzilla movies that spanned all the way to Ghidorah, versus yeah. or sorry, till um, Destroya, and uh, you know that for that one being the last to close the book on that chapter of Godzilla movies, I think was. To me, it was really starting to drag a little, and I feel like Destroya kind of rejuvenated that, and that's why it yeah. kind of stinks that it ended with that movie because it had so much of like the early '90s and it had so much like new things that the later '90s Godzilla movies were missing. Um, and I love the boldness because spoilers: Godzilla dies in that movie along with his yeah. kid, which oh. I kind of was wishing that they called uh, Mania like they did in the Showa era, but instead they called him Godzilla, Godzilla Jr. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, he, he looks a lot cuter in this one, I think, than in like the 60s and 70s. And uh, I think it wraps it really well. I think Destroya as a design for a kaiju was really interesting because it's like multiple ones that form together and they're very parasitic in a way. And uh, it's a it's a, an emotional movie up until the end. Mm-hmm. But I swear to God, <laughs> like with... I feel like with Mecha Godzilla 2 and then with Space Godzilla and then with Destroya, I feel like they use the exact same set pieces because <laughs> it seems like oh, at yeah. the final hour that Godzilla is finding a different monster in the same part, same set of all those movies. <laughs> right. Um, uh, another question I want to ask is, um, did you play any of the uh, Godzilla video games? Because when I was a kid on GameCube, Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee was the shit. Ooh, Godzilla Melee. I remember playing like uh, the like the Wii Godzilla game, and then there was like those early GameCube ones. Mm-hmm. If you remember, I played yeah. a lot of those, and then I yeah. also played uh, another kaiju monster movie or monster video game. It was called Destroy All Monsters or Attack of the Monsters. It was on PS2, and you you got to play like as a Gundam mech, oh, and then like a Godzilla yeah. knockoff. Yep. There was a gorilla, <laughs> and uh, I used to play that all the time too. Um, yeah. Those early Godzilla movie uh, video games were pretty good. Like they were like just mash em ups. Mm-hmm. And as someone who's a big gamer in like most of my life, I've been playing games. It was I've always liked fighters, but two oh, yeah. D fighters are cool. But when you get like a movie property game, I don't care what the quality is. I just like seeing that property and I get to interact with them. It's oh, why yeah. I love Injustice so much too, is because I love DC. Oh hell yeah, you know hell what I mean? yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. what's you there? Um, yeah, I've actually still got Godzilla unleashed on PS2, so I might play that after after we hang up here. <laughs> okay, um, we're gonna all meet up. We're gonna just get drunk. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, I've actually always said, wouldn't it be amazing if they made a fighter with like all the '80s slasher villains? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of them in that Mortal Kombat um, to X, uh, or maybe even the one after that. They added like Freddy Krueger, Jason's in there. Um, I know Predator and Alien are both the Xenomorpher in there. Um, that's about that might be the closest you get, but yeah. <laughs> but like ones, I'm like the newest one you get to play is RoboCop and Rambo. Yeah, and Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, one last thing I want to say before sorry to be holding this up, but um, yeah. I I still think 
Matt, I'm not sure if you've heard this. Chris, I know you, you've you probably heard of this. The most bananas title for a movie I think I've ever heard. The full title of the movie is Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters All Out Attack. All attack. Yes, sir. Dude, talk about a mashem up, a battle royale <laughs> movie. I love like these 2000s Godzilla movies because they're they legitimately put on their sleeve the craziness that is like monster movies. Because like the early 2000s, like I feel like the 2000s all around, especially in film, there was an identity crisis <laughs> and they just put whatever they wanted and the crazier, the better, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, like, definitely. And yeah, I, I think, that, <laughs> I think that one. And, um, I think also the coolest name is Tokyo SOS is. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But wow. yeah, I, yeah. Shot, man, you talk about these games and like, I just want to play somebody. <laughs> I want to buy a Wii and, and you know, they did on um, PS4, they did have, um, of a Godzilla game oh, that came yeah. out for PS4 and they I think it's because of licensing distribution um um rights that they had to pull it from shelves and you know I worked at GameStop through college and I remember seeing a copy of that and I rented it and borrowed it and I liked it I don't know why I never bought it but um now it goes for hundreds of dollars because you can't yeah. get your hands on it and it was it's actually a really oh. cool game <laughs> let's pull our money together guys <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> welcome back to game feast everybody <laughs> <laughs> no I always <laughs> I always joke I'm all about tangents. So no, we're good. Um, that Godzilla game, yeah, I kind of wish I'd bought it because it was. It's now it's going for so much money. But I remember I was like, that seems cool, and then it was gone so quick because they pulled it, and now yeah, it's super expensive. It's out of print. So, <laughs> mm. but uh, I guess we can we can now move into the uh, Godzilla versus Kong here, uh, the the movie that saved uh, movie theaters. I think. <laughs> It definitely um, did in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't think any of us did anyone see it in the movie theater? I did not. I didn't. I, I snuck out of the house without telling it my anybody I went to go see an IMAX. Oh wow. wow. Okay. Cause oh well, I, no, I didn't actually sneak oh. I, I already <laughs> I saw it on HBO Max when it first I I, t- I asked for the morning off from work, like on a whim, because I wanted to stay home and watch it as soon as it dropped. And then um went out a couple days later and watched it on IMAX because I feel like I had to. Yeah, that's my one kind of regret is that I and I can still do it, but I I've, uh, I really want to watch it in IMAX because I think it would really benefit from being seen, you know, on the biggest screen possible. Obviously, <laughs> it's that kind of movie. Um, but yeah, HBO Max was good, except for, oh, my God, the first time I tried to watch it was like the day after it came out. My HBO Max kept buffering like every five seconds. I'm not kidding. It would like stutter and buffer and like stop. So me and my roommate had to watch it. Like <laughs> We're just like watching it, like kind of move along, like. To like one line gets out stop pause keep going like we're like oh my god this is so annoying <laughs> but <laughs> but so i rewatched it and it was much better i was like oh thank god because it was like it was rough that first time i was like this is really i saw like the movie that i was gonna tell people too we're gonna talk like generally generally for a few minutes here about just what we think of it and all that before we get into spoilers um give people a little like warnings so they can get out they don't want to have spoilers yet because it's still a pretty pretty new movie um but uh, even while the buffering, yeah, I still really liked it the first time. So what did you guys, uh, Ken, I'll start with you. What did you think of the movie kind of overall? I had a ton of fun with it. It's, I'm not sure, I'm not sure which one I like better, this or King of the Monsters, uh, within the MonsterVerse, but, um, those are definitely my top two of the MonsterVerse so far. Um, I will say I liked, um, I really liked the setting for their, uh, final fight, and this isn't a spoiler because you see it in the trailer, is, um, that neon city in hong kong yeah that neon just landscape that they're in is just was really cool for that fight but um it was it was a ton of fun oh 
I want to say this. So I watched it with my fiance and she has not seen any of the MonsterVerse movies. <laughs> so I was considering like, oh, well, should she have watched those? I'm like, but then I'm like, this is not the Godfather we're watching here. <laughs> and Kelsey literally said like, I get it. Big boy smash. All right. It's, it's going to be fine. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you need a lot of prep for Godzilla versus Kong, but to have fun with it. Um, so Chris, I want to hear, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. So I think I have a good idea, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. <laughs> I, I so love the movie. I was so like I was so excited for it that I finally pushed myself to watch the guest from Adam Wingard because oh. the last thing I saw from him was um Death Note. <laughs> and you know, despite how that movie turned out, I had some parts I did enjoy. But um I went and watched the guest and I was like, this guy's perfect, perfect for God- Godzilla vs. Kong and um, he delivered on everything he promised before the movie was released. And, you know, I think that's not, that says something to his kind of like direction. And, uh, it is one of the most gorgeous looking monster movies. And to be fair, even though I don't like a couple of them that much, well, I, I would just say, I don't like one of them that much, but, uh, <laughs> uh, they all look great, you know, like they all, mm-hmm. the CGI and the, the, the placements of the movies, the direction styles, they, they're d- different, but they all look great. But I feel like this one still, which I'm with Ken, I think I can't decide if I love this one more or King of the Monsters more, but, um, it just, it just looks so beautiful. And it, it did, it, it, I think Adam Wingard really showed how you make a versus movie. And that was another big thing for me because, you know, I can, I can, you know, act all high and mighty and say like, I love films of the Avegar, you know, I, <laughs> I love you, but I can also be like, I love the trash, you know, vinegar syndrome releases, you know, but like, you know, I'm, I'm still a kid at heart when I watch movies and this is like exactly what I feel like, you know, I wanted as a kid. And also because of someone who's such a staunch, staunch, like, um, critic of the 62 Godzilla vs Kong, this movie is like, 100% replaces that movie, but also pays respects to old movies like Godzilla, the early Godzilla and Kong movies at the same time. So I'm like, I'm just so happy that it exists and what it did, you know? Yeah. And it may have saved the whole monster verse. Cause I thought I heard something where, so they pushed it back because of COVID and everything. And then they were kind of worried about it. I think cause King of the monsters didn't, didn't make as much as they mon- yeah, make as much money as they wanted to. They're kind of worried about this one, but now it's, done really well and it just came out um so we might get more of these which i'm happy about because like people complain like oh we get too many superhero movies i'm like we don't really get that many but we and we don't get a lot of these giant monster movies we really don't mm-hmm. like so you know i'm good to get one of these every couple years like i'm, I'm all for it so. yeah it's because movies are dying didn't you know if they didn't break a, <laughs> a, a box office record then it's a commercial failure and <laughs> we're slowly slowly coming to the end of that line but uh <laughs> uh yeah i i hope they do make more monster movies i also know it's because they have i don't know toho does this thing where they'll lease out their properties for a couple of years they did that again in 98 godzilla and they took it right back after oh, yeah. that. <laughs> so, um, you know, they were really happy with this movie and how it turned out. And I think we're at a crossroads, like Wingard said, after the movie. That's why there's no after credit scene, um, because mm-hmm. I guess we'll see in what people want. Hashtag, you know, more of the MonsterVerse, right? <laughs> yeah, restore the... Uh, revert, bleh, I almost said restore the Snyderverse. Oh, restore God. the MonsterVerse. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I really... I do hope we get more. I... Okay, so many things you guys said. So I, I think, yeah, Adam Wingard did a great job. And for a guy that has not done a huge movie in his career, I'm pretty impressed how he handled this because this is a giant movie. It's $200 million, I think, was the budget. It's like this massive production. And uh, 
I thought he did a great job with it. I mean, I thought it looked great. I thought he handled like all the the verses, like you said, he handled the verses stuff really well because um, now we're kind of getting to spoiler stuff a little bit. They don't really. They, I thought they were going to really cheat on a clear winner, but they they don't really. They kind of give you a winner and then they kind of mm-hmm. do the thing I thought they were going to do. But <laughs> they, uh, yeah, I mean, it's he handled it really well for how this movie can get completely out of hand. But um, I, yeah, I thought he did a great job. <laughs> yeah, I also really like that. Um, thus far within the MonsterVerse, and it's only. Yeah, what it's it's only it's only four movies now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only I mean it's only four movies, but the fact that each movie is a different director is uh is pretty interesting. Yeah, and it's you know with, when you do something like that continuity, you starts to come into question a little bit. But uh-huh. I feel like the legendary pictures. I know they didn't mean to do it the way they did because I'm pretty sure Kong Skull Island, which is also a great movie. Um, was at first supposed to be a standalone film um through yeah. through um legendary and i think it was uh paramount i want to say they were kind of coming together or universal i'm sorry we're coming together but then they decided to like make this movie to to like go with the monster verse you know that's why it's a technically it's a prequel sequel which uh, boy i love those because it takes <laughs> place in like the 70s and mm-hmm. i think that was such a great idea when that movie came out to complement the dark tone of like 2014 godzilla and uh and what i mean by it being dark it's like you're you know, 12 or 13 years old and you, you just watch the dark night kind of dark, you know, but, um, and then, then you get King of the Monsters two years later. And I think King of the Monsters, like I know people were so 50, 50 on it. I still think it's one of the coolest looking monster movies. And when you think about, cause like, I like how these legendary movies tackle it as not being kaijus, you know, Godzilla didn't come from a nuclear, uh, an atomic bomb dropping, but they're like Titans who ruled this world before us, you know, like there are these Mm -hmm. nature presence. And I love that direction. These movies took and Wingard complete, you know, kind of completed that arc with, I love his hollow earth idea. It was so great. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Um, also you mentioned the dark tone of Godzilla 2014. I'll also say this dark in, in the sense that you can't see what the hell is going on in that movie. (laughs) I still can't like I, I, I have to like ha- read the comments for people explaining what's going on. I swear. I swear when I saw it in movie theaters that I could pretty clearly see what was happening in the fight scenes at night. <laughs> Those night scenes. Ooh, man. Uh, that's a uh, Gareth Edwards. Like, man, thank you for Rogue One. But 2014 Godzilla. I mean, I thank you for, I guess, doing just good enough to get more movies, but also like. <sighs> this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I just rewatched uh, Godzilla 2014 on HBO Max before this, and uh, it it wasn't as dark as I remembered. I'm like, did they do something? <laughs> did they like fix this up a little bit? Because in the theater, I thought it looked darker. Maybe it was a theater I saw it at, but um, at home, I was like, oh, I feel like I can see more what's going on. It's still a pretty dark movie. Um, it does make Godzilla kind of like pretty scary, though. I feel more than the other MonsterVerse movies. He's mm-hmm. like, kind of like it's because they don't show him for like full on for a while. I feel like they show like. It, like like a leg or a foot yeah. or like you kind of get a glimpse of him from like human perspective and it's pretty yeah. scary but um that's probably been my least favorite of like the new monsterverse movies so far i think he only has like seven minutes of screen time in that whole movie i can believe that yeah <laughs> yeah also an- another cool thing about like this whole series is it it knows who the stars of the movies are it's the monsters because the human characters barely like i think the only two people that have appeared in two movies are ken watanabe and millie bobby brown 
Oh, and don't forget Kyle Chandler uh, in this movie getting a paycheck for being on the phone the whole time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, did he do this all in one day? Because he's like he's never with anybody else. He's on the phone like on. He's always on the phone with somebody in random places. It's like they shot it all like just somewhere really quick. And we're like, we'll just and they, I think at the end he shows up to meet with everybody. But it's like otherwise he's just kind of like like literally phoning it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just love know. how we get podcast representation in this movie. Yeah. Brian, oh my god, Henry Tyree. <laughs> Bernie is probably my favorite character in this movie. Yeah, my favorite human he, character. Yeah, he's so fun. He's just he's like the audience character, you know, just like that yeah. one who's like aware of things. And yep. then also, I'm happy to see the fat kid from Deadpool in this movie. Last <laughs> time I saw him was in Christmas Chronicle too, and I was like, I feel bad for him now. Like, what's gonna happen <laughs> to his career? <laughs> yeah, he's really good in. Um, have you seen Hunt for the Wilder People? I the Taika Waititi movie. It's good. He's really good in that too. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, that's good. He's getting work. He doesn't like, I mean, it's not, it's like the human parts are so, I don't, I mean, you could probably put anybody in, you know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. think they, I don't know how they think about that's casting. How, that's not who we're here for. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, I'm glad you guys brought that up because one, one of my questions I wrote, wrote, wrote notes I wrote down was like that uh, even in this one, it seems like the human stuff got scaled back like even more than the previous Agreed. movies. I think, yeah, there's a it's a balancing issue that the legendary picture movies have. And I mean, you know, when it comes to like the human stories of like just these monsters, I I would say this movie is a Kong sequel. And I don't say that like I'm mad about that because Mm -hmm. Godzilla got his two movies. So Kong only got one. Why not give him a second movie? You know, Um, and honestly, Kong. I mean, I love Godzilla to death, but and I love God, King Kong as well. Um, but Kong has always just had a better story. And I, when you think yeah. about human elements of Kong, um, you remember who Carl Denham is, and you you remember who Jack Driscoll and um, Andaro are from the original King Kong movies. And um, I feel like it was fitting that we kind of got like Millie Bobby Brown back in this movie, Kyle Chandler back in this, you know, because like you know, you kind of remember characters from the Kong movies and in Godzilla movies, like the human characters aren't as strong. They got rid of, um, Sally Hawkins and in the worst way and <laughs> King of the Monsters and yeah, Ken Watanabe, yeah. they kill off in the second movie. And, you know, I just feel like Godzilla, I love him to death, but the human stories are just, they're just kind of more fun. That's why they, they do weird subgenres to the monster part of it. Like they'll do like a espionage thriller or sci-fi mm-hmm. or, you know, something weird and crazy. But in these movies, when you make them kind of more serious, it's kind of like, eh, you know, I mean, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's so hard. It's a hard balancing thing. They should just let me direct it. You know, I'll, I'll just make the next ones. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Chris. <laughs> let Chris direct Godzilla. <laughs> Um, Chris, here's a question. Yeah, uh, Chris, have you uh, have you seen? Um, I, I mean, I'm guessing you have uh, Godzilla: Final Wars. Yes, that one is nuts, and that's so, also, <laughs> Michael Scott loves that one too, and I'm I'm so happy he did. Yeah. Well, what's so great about that movie, uh, as I understand, I, I have not seen it, but I've actually heard. You know, in most Godzilla movies, you get scenes of you know monsters fighting, and you got people talking. In Godzilla: Final Wars, you get monsters fighting, and you get people fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah I, you get some kung fu action along with um along with the monster action. <laughs> Final Wars is such an unapologetic, insane, like monster movie <laughs> because it is like you have a like metal and you have like these guys in ridiculous costumes and you see all these monsters all coming together and they're all beefed up with like so much like armor and they don't even look like their original counterparts anymore. And they're just fighting and it just, it's over the top. And I love that. And you get to see, um, 
you get to see the Toho Godzilla kick the the crap out of 98 Godzilla in that one as well. <laughs> yeah, who is actually called Zilla, as that movie points out. Yes, it, I always found it kind of problematic, though, because Zilla is technically female, I, I'm pretty sure. Mm. And uh, the Toho Godzilla is, I f- believe, male. So, I mean, I don't condone that, but <laughs> well, canceled. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm canceling I'm canceling that movie now. Oh, even though no. I love it. <laughs> movie sounds insane from what you guys just said. I kind of I want to see this now because like so there's people fighting like just doing martial arts fighting on the ground and there's still monster fights going on. Like, yeah, because yeah, it, yeah, you, you'd have to watch. I mean, okay. you don't have to like build up to watching it. You could just watch it. You just won't know who some of the monsters are. But I'm sure Ken will fill you in on right. that. Yeah, yeah, I. I like like Matt said, I know a little more than him, but uh, not not quite on your level, Chris. But, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't invest your time and efforts like I have. It, it doesn't pay <laughs> off, I promise. Uh, well, let's um, do we want to yeah, like get back to Kong or Godzilla versus Kong? Well, I was going to ask about so about human stories because I feel like a couple things people have complained. I think for these f- newer movies, like oh, I don't care about the human stuff. Like what blah blah blah. Would you guys really want to see a movie at UAP? You might say yes. Okay, just that just pure monster fights for an hour and a half. With no humans. <laughs> I mean, if they can figure out a way to, like, maybe visually tell the story with no dialogue. But it's like, I do, you know, want some sort of a plot there. Yeah, I would say, like, you look at all other versus, I, I guess, the important ones, like Alien versus Predator, the best one up until this movie, Batman versus Superman. Um, you get a lot of, like, exposition and a lot of buildup. And I think that's where the problem lies, is, like... There isn't ever like build up with like these clashes with like the human parts. But I do like how Legendary was taking the approach of the human perspective of these monsters, right? There's like a lot mm-hmm. of um instead of like overhead shots, they're usually like landscape shots or like from down uh go- looking up <clears throat> it to kind of get an idea for size and how crazy these things would be in a real world's perspective. Yeah. Um and it feels like, honestly, throughout most of these movies, that the humans are helpless. And mm-hmm. it's hard to make some sort of dramatic effect for that, you know? I think the best, I would say, character development is probably in Kong Skull Island with Samuel L. Jackson and John Goodman and right, John C. Riley, right? Because oh, yeah. John C. Riley is like, he's lived with these things. He knows about Kong. He knows how to live with them in this island. And then uh, John Goodman is just blinded by his passion of uncovering this thing and you kind of see development there and Samuel L. Jackson I think takes the cake as being just this vengeful Vietnam vet you know and trying to survive I don't feel like I get that much passion in the other movies which I guess kind of you got to say like applaud uh, Kong Skull Island you know mm-hmm. that has Definitely. a really good cast that movie it's like stacked from t- it's insane like how the people that got in that movie <laughs> a ton of MCU actors yeah yeah, yeah. And you get Thomas Mann in there from Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. And I love seeing that guy. I think he's uh, going to be a big actor um, in the near future as well. Oh, I don't think, I don't, I can't think of who that is off my head, but I'll have to go look him up. I'm sure I'd probably recognize him if I see him. But, um, but yeah, that was the one I didn't get to rewatch before this. And I really wanted to watch Kong Skyland again, but I'd seen it a couple times. So I kind of felt like I remembered it. But, um, but yeah, well, I'm with you, Ken. Like, I, I need some human stuff. Like, you know, it's like this was a good amount for me in Godzilla vs. Kong. Like, yeah, I'm like, this is, they move the plot along. Like, they kind of tell you what's going on. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, that's that's all we really need him for. But I mean, that's the weird thing. Too. You guys know better than I do. But like, people complain about this. But basically, all these Godzilla movies from the first one to now have had human stuff going on as well. This is not a new thing. So, 
yeah, <laughs> I thought that was yeah. interesting. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to jump the gun or anything. But do we want to talk about uh, some of the fight scenes? Yeah, we can get. We're into spoilers now. We can get into that now. So okay. <laughs> well, go ahead. Well, Ken. I'm going to go ahead and just say one of my favorite moments. And I told I, Matt, I told you about this <laughs> is uh, that first fight that they have uh, out on the sea, which I have to say is kind of unfair for for Kong. I mean, Godzilla. <laughs> that's definitely home field advantage. But my God, when Godzilla does his atomic breath up onto the carrier and Kong does that John McClane style jump. <laughs> I lose, and I saw it in the trailer, but it was just so glorious seeing it in the movie. Yes, it was so cool. I love that scene so much, the buildup and the tension on it, too. Because when you watch it for the first time, you don't know, like, what's Godzilla's beef besides, you know, just them being, like, at odds with each other, right? Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, honestly, I, I love like that. Also, that's a really good scene with the humans and their their role in watching these Titans, you know, like without um, Skarsgård helping um, release Kong, like he, he's a sitting duck, like they said, you know, and in the helicarriers, like the helicopter or the airplanes, like trying to help, you know, Kong in that sense. This movie is a very biased Kong movie, by the way. It, is. Um, <laughs> it definitely yeah, but, is. It definitely wants you to to feel sympathy for Kong more than anything. So. I think it's because it's an American studio and American, you know, American audience driven film. It's like, right. of course, they want to they want to root for the simp chimp. You know, it's like we they need to have some sort of character to to identify with. You know, it's like we can't identify with this Japanese kaiju. So we got to give it to the monkey with the stick. Right. And, uh, <laughs> oh. Oh my god, the memes that were leading up to this movie. I saw the one it was like it looked like a gorilla doing like a press conference and it's just like guys, I'm going to do my my best, but it's literally a nuclear giant dinosaur. <laughs> also, who's more dummy thick in this movie? Cuz is it is it Godzilla's thighs or is it is it Kong's buns? I can't I mean, tell. They are, they are swole these two. <laughs> Is it like oh. Kong's ass shown within the first like two minutes of the movie? He stands like, up and scratches his ass. <laughs> it's, and it's like every and it's like every guy who thinks they're a dad at the age of twenty six or older. They're like, "That's so me. I love Kong. That's me." Yeah. I'm like, then oh. they're starting to wear like shout out Michael Scott. They're gonna start putting on like cargo shorts with deep pockets past their knees and keeping <laughs> me up at night. It's like. Like these are the Kong fans here. It's like these yeah. these these dads, you know. <laughs> like it's like I wake up and scratch my ass. I'm just like Kong. <laughs> also, I've said this. I've said this like because Kong makes an appearance like within the first like in less than a minute into the movie, mm-hmm. and I just love because I just imagine Peter Jackson sees that and he's just like, "Crikey, that ain't right. <laughs> you gotta wait." <laughs> As an 05 God's uh, King Kong lover, it's like, oh yeah, where's my three-hour kaiju movie, this legendary <laughs> monsterverse? They spend way too much time on that boat in that movie. <laughs> but I don't want to go on, on another tangent about it. <laughs> but honestly, were you guys not surprised, though, um, when like the movie starts? Like I thought it was going to be like, oh, they're on the island. Kong's getting ready to like box and stuff. And he throws that log and realizes he's in a dome. I'm like... That's so smart. That like threw mm-hmm. me by surprise. And Same. it kind of shows yeah, you like yeah. how far these movies have like progressed since 2014's Godzilla, you know, and like kind of researching these monsters and like they know all about Godzilla's like waters that he terrorizes, you know, and it's like, ah, oh, like the world building in these movies for so many short, you know, there's only four movies. They do a lot of world building. That's awesome. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, they've I mean, they've had a lot of like you said different. They've had different directors for each one, but like there does seem to be like that continuity still, and like it feels it does feel like you know they're all connected. So um, 
Yeah, that did. Too. I was surprised that whole that whole dome thing. I was like, oh yeah, they got him getting off the island. I'm like, oh okay, this is uh, surprising. <laughs> um, <laughs> didn't know the hollow hollow earth stuff was going to happen. That was a surprise. And I was like, wait, what do we do? Okay, I'm on board. <laughs> like that's like the thing where okay, it's hard for me to even like criticize this movie because in the, the day it's a it's a giant like lizard versus a giant monkey. If we really break it to like fighting each other, <laughs> and I feel stupid like nitpicking anything where I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. But it's like, you know, can't, it's like it feels stupid to say like, well, the Hollow Earth. It, I, I actually like that stuff. I'm just like example of like how can I nitpick like anything in this movie? It's like I, I yeah. don't know. I'm just like I'm on board. It's a fun ride. Like you know, I, I don't know. Like I'm. It, it feels like speaking of being a ride, it really feels like they designed this to be like a future Universal ride. There's parts oh, yeah. of this where I'm like, Ooh. oh, they're setting up like the Hollow oh, yeah. stuff. And when they come out and they're in Hong Kong, I'm like, this really feels like a motion ride that they're setting yeah, up. Yeah, this is it's gonna be one of those 4D rides where you know they're gonna yep. miss you and <laughs> yep. But uh and I feel yeah. like there there's a lot of like there's gonna be a lot of meme moments of this movie for sure. Like of oh, course, yeah. of course, the CEO CEO of Apex's daughter, she's like, somebody just dropped the monkey. She always refers to him as the monkey. I'm like, she's looked at the meme. She knows exactly who Kong is. <laughs> and uh, every time I like, I've seen this movie twice now. And when I see Kong go into his hall in the Hollow Earth and he sees the throne, I keep thinking of Killmonger saying like, I want the throne. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have like these moments, like because that's how I watch these movies. I think of memes while I watch it. But uh, <laughs> I. Um. I, I I think it just has so such cool like moments, you know, and I don't want to say this movie is just the thing of moments, but I mean, man, the highs are high in this. Yeah, that's that's a great point. They really are. It's like that's why I forget about kind of any of like little problems I have, because like I feel like the the highs are so high that I'm just thinking of like the highlight moments more than anything. So mm-hmm. um, I really love when um, when you get to see Kong like sort of go into, uh, you know, his or I guess it's like the lair of the Kongs within <laughs> the shallow earth or, or the hollow earth. And um, you can see like where you put the, the ax to charge it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I guess, I mean, again, you're not, it's not a super intellectual movie, but that sort of shows <laughs> the lore of his species, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. I kept thinking that's where all the Kongs are. And it's like a gorilla grod kind of thing where they're all just hanging out there and like leading <laughs> a charge against the, like the other Titans. Yeah. Oh, man, that could be a fun sequel. I wish. Or maybe, was. or maybe that just might, I want it to happen. Like the Matt Reeves Planet of the Apes movies where they all come together. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well maybe, um, I mean, if they, if they've built this lair, clearly they're like smart enough to use tools and stuff. So mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something there. Hmm. Also, oh, yeah. what I like about this movie, I, we talk about so much of like we like, but you know what? I, I'm all about positivity. And uh, I, I love how, and I had this conversation, I might be wrong. The movie does try to make a bad guy, and the bad guy is um, the Apex, I guess, um, CEO. But right. in my mm-hmm. opinion, I, I don't think he's that bad of a guy. I think it would make sense that, you know, if titans were existing in the real world there'd be people who like yes we should coexist with them but at the same time we should have some sort of like safety procedure if they like something were to happen you know yeah. and he doesn't have like the most god i mean he is a little proud of himself by saying he's like oh i'm gonna be earth's defender you know with like all these things but it's like it kind of feels like bruce wayne and batman versus superman where he's like hey what if superman goes bad who's gonna like keep him in check it's same thing yeah. with the titans and yeah. I, I like how they don't push him to be like such a a-hole and stuff he's just like oh i really want this to work out he, he i mean he goes a little ahead of himself but i mean with his 
his partner when they see uh, I forget which Skarsgård is it in this movie <laughs> is what's his first? I think it's Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård. He he like tells me he loves his work and he like he apologizes for his brother's death and I'm like you know what this CEO maybe he's you know maybe he's not as bad as most CEOs in this country you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that because, um, I mean, yeah, I feel like a lot of these movies uh, sort of seem, and I feel like a lot of movies are doing this now, like movies that are based on these big franchises, they try to like play it off like if this happened in real life. Like in Man of Steel, it's like, hey, how would the world react if Superman were real? And these movies are sort of trying to imply, hey, if these monsters existed, how would you know, real humans react to this. And I think, yeah, his, uh, his response is a very human is a very human one. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's a part that's kind of been missing in some of these, like, well, at least in Godzilla movies, usually it's like bad aliens or a monster comes and, you know, that's the main bad guy, but I feel like it'd make it bad if it's like you paint Godzilla as like the ultimate bad guy, which I was afraid that they were going to do at first because there was so much focus on Kong and Godzilla's in the beginning terrorizing, you know, Hong Kong. Um, but I like how they, they painted out. I was like, these are also animals, you know, they're territorial. They, they have a history of fighting each other. That's what's going to happen. No right or wrong. It's just really like who you're mostly associated with, you know? Yeah. Also it's, it's sort of like, I mean like with, Man of Steel, it's like, oh, well, what, well, someone needs to rein him in. It's just like, well, we can reason with Superman. I feel like people that want to like coexist with the Titans, it's like, okay, it, it, it means nothing to them when they're crashing <laughs> into buildings. Kong has his shoulder dislocated, and he fixes it by ramming into a building. It's nothing hey, to them. Mel like, Gibson lethal weapon and just pops it back in with a building. <laughs> yeah, we can't, we can't reason with them. <laughs> Did anybody else think when they were fighting in Hong Kong, boy, I hope they evacuated the city because they <laughs> fucked that place up. Oh, like they, they casually fall through whole buildings and they're just obliterated. I'm like, ooh, this is I was like, I couldn't help. Again, it's a movie, but I'm like, damn, I'm like, I hope there's not people in that. <laughs> oh, I was like admiring like man's infrastructure. I was like, man, look at these big things destroying all this. But they still have to destroy the whole city because, man, we really kicked ass at making this city as big as possible. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, I love that scene. Like, I oh, man, like the fight scenes, like you were saying, mm-hmm. like the first fight scene was awesome. I love um, the scene when they're in Hong Kong, because first of all, when I saw that, I was like, yo, Kong and Hong Kong, like, oh, let's yeah. go, you know, and. <laughs> Um, I, I love like when they're like, you, you know, everyone talks about with these movies like, oh, Kong, how did Kong get so big for this movie? And like, how big is Godzilla really? And stuff like that. I kind of like how they're not super gigantic where I feel like they they move their arm like half the city goes, you know, it's right. like, yeah. I like how Kong like Kong is like on a building kind of observing the bottom and like Godzilla is like small enough to snake through buildings where you can't see them. I think that's so cool, you know? Yeah, and there's like that moment where uh, Kong or not Kong, uh, Godzilla starts blasting his atomic breath, and you sort of see Kong. He's just sort of like swerving between buildings and like mm-hmm. swinging around them. Yeah, I think it's like you make him way too big. It's like it's not going to be as fun, you know. Like you get yeah. to use the environment to your advantage in a way. Yeah, exactly. That's true. That Hong Kong fight is is really good. It's really well done. <laughs> like I loved how that looked. Uh, I know once again people were like, "Oh, it's at night again." Like trying to cover CGI, but I thought it looked really good with the colors on the building and everything like that. Like, um, and like I kind of said earlier, it's like they do they do give you a winner because I can't. It's like they kind of go three rounds. They go first round in the ocean where I would say Godzilla's the winner. Then Kong kind of wins the first round in Hong Kong, and then 
he it dies. You know, it's like they had to bring mm-hmm. him back. Well, that's probably the most ridiculous thing in the whole movie. In a movie full of ridiculous things, they're like, let's put this ship on Kong's chest and hopefully it'll defibrillate him <laughs> like, <laughs> and bring him back to life. Like, sure, cool movie. I'm I'm in for it. Like, whatever. And um, it works. But yeah, so he basically he really does lose. So um, which kind of makes sense because I'm like. I don't think and I was before it came out. I was like, I don't think Kong has much of a chance here, but you know, good luck. Buddy. <laughs> but he has yeah. a stick. He does have that ax. It's pretty sweet, but <laughs> oh, that's not quite enough as they show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know, I don't want to be the negative Nancy on here, but I, after watching this movie for a second time, I'm still confused as to <laughs> what the, the ax does when he puts it on the floor of like the throne room and it like circles around. It's like an image of Godzilla and I'm like, what is what is it supposed to do? Because when that happens, Godzilla just shoots out his atomic breath, which one is such an insane idea. Is like Godzilla knows exactly where Kong is in the hollow right. earth and he just blasts the floor to get to the to the right. center of the core. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, yeah. it shoots like, straight through the earth to get him. Like he's like, Oh, that motherfucker's down there. <laughs> and just, <laughs> it's like it's yeah, I was like, this is insane. I was like, this what is happening? I was really thought what was happening. I was like, this is crazy right now. And I guess he just the axe like somehow like pinpointed where Kong was. I have no idea. Like that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, listen, I'm not gonna question You just chalk it up to right. suspension of disbelief. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> But um, all I'm going to say is Kong probably would have never got to the fight with Zilla at Kong, in Hong Kong because he was about to die from like that snake kaiju that was like wrapped around him. And then the humans oh. have to help him out. I always kept thinking, man, what if we didn't follow Kong down there? Man's probably would have died. Poor thing. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, so at the end of, you know, their fight, finally, uh, I'm sorry, did someone have any, did anyone want to say anything else about? What, what you were just talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Good. When when Godzilla just stomps his foot on his chest and they're both just roaring in each other's faces, <laughs> I can't help but like imagine it's it's like a UFC fight. Because okay, when Khabib and Conor McGregor fought, when Khabib like takes him out, he's just like screaming in his face, and I sort of got flashbacks to that with Godzilla roaring in Kong in Kong's face. <laughs> It got personal by that point. I feel like and did, now, Ken, I'm going to I'm going to share this story for you. But didn't you tell me that you and your fiance, when they were like when Kong and Zilla were like mouth to mouth, roaring each other, <laughs> didn't you guys say you were on the couch just chanting kiss, 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 <laughs> kiss, kiss, kiss. Also, I mean, Matt, you sent me that meme. They took uh, Chris. I'm not sure if you saw this this meme. They took just the poster of like Kong and Godzilla facing each other. And they just like in big letters in front of it, just put they will kiss. <laughs> I'm just like fingers crossed. <laughs> That's a whole different oh. kind of Godzilla versus Kong movie, I think, that you have to find somewhere. Oh yeah, God. it would have been funny if they like they were like rolling around like the buildings, toppling each other, and then like one of them's on top of the other, like in uh, Lion King from the '90s, and they, <laughs> they just start kissing. And Elton John's "Do You Feel the Love Tonight" starts playing. I would have been down for that, honestly. Oh, absolutely. I haven't felt that much sexual tension in a movie since Freddy versus Jason. I was like, you guys just get together already. Please, we know you have a thing. Clearly, it's the sexual tension that's building up. (laughs) You're both alphas. We get it. There's a lot of... (laughs) A lot of built up tension. I mean, they keep looking at each other. Like, there's a lot of like turnaround scenes. Like, they walk right. away from each other and they look back at each other. Like, you know, like my heart will go on, keep be playing during that moment, and I would believe it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I love uh, near the end when we, we're kind of jumping back and forth, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> they, uh, like, I feel like Godzilla gives Kong a look like he, <laughs> it might I seem like Anchorman. He, well, it's also like 
he's like, I don't like you, but God damn it, do I respect you? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he just like get, he's just I'm going into the water now. See you. Like we're we're cool now, but stay out of here. Type thing. <laughs> yeah, and I. Uh, <laughs> You know, before the movie was released, I mean, you hear it with Philip and I nerding out two <laughs> speculations for the movie before it came out. You know, the idea that Mechagodzilla, you know, shows up. Are we allowed to talk about that? Or... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think we're good now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I didn't know, like, as a fan, like, I generally didn't know if they were going to go that far, you know, into, like, the the pockets of Godzilla enemies. And um, I think the Mechagodzilla stuff worked pretty well. And I love... It feels a lot more natural than like when Batman and Superman fight Doomsday, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like how it's just dumb to like, you know what? Let's put our differences aside and let's fight this thing. And I love how Mech- Godzilla is no chump in this, you know? Like Godzilla gets his ass beat a lot yeah. during this movie. He is kicking Godzilla's ass for a while. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's like it's rough. It's almost oh, what's oh, what's the thing I wanted to compare it to? It's um oh, it's kind of like the first fight between um uh adonis and victor drago in creed 2 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's, oh, it's yeah. just like oh this is rough to watch <laughs> yes <laughs> um <It's>, yeah <laughs> yeah um i want to ask uh what do you guys think of mechagodzilla's design in this i, I thought he looked cool i mean <laughs> i still think the ready player one design for mechagodzilla was pretty was, was a lot cooler I think this one wasn't what i was expecting it to be it looked a little clunkier and i'm yeah, like i love a lot the- busier yeah, and I like the original designs of Mechagodzilla in like the late seventies, and especially when you get to like late nineties and early two thousands, where he has like a freaking two cannons on his back, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and sharp steel on him. It looks really cool. This one, I can see it being like they because the company's called Apex, you know, so they want it to look like a hunter predator type of thing. Yeah, I could, this kind of gives that idea of it, you know. Yeah, and it's more agile. My, I mean, my problem though is, I mean, I think it definitely looks cool, but my problem with it is. The same problem I have with the with the Transformers movies. I mean, look, there's plenty of problems with those movies, but like just the designs <laughs> of the robots, it's just very clunky and busy. That's a good. I, that's a good point. Yeah. 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 Um, I, uh, I now I'm looking. I googled Super Me- or just Mechagodzilla like throughout like the years or whatever. Uh, man, Super Mechagodzilla looks cool as shit. He's like yeah. he's got mm-hmm. two cannons. And I remember as a kid, like I wasn't Super Mechagodzilla, but somehow I got a Mechagodzilla toy, and it was like one of my favorite things ever because I think I just kind of associated with Power Rangers. Yeah, because it kind of seemed like it'd be like a Zord or something. They would like fight. <laughs> so yeah, Mechagodzilla was always like kind of my thing. And now I'm kind of like looking at these. I'm like, maybe I don't want the new Mechagodzilla design that much. Like it's fine, but um, I do, I like the more like just traditional Mechagodzilla then. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I, when oh sorry, go ahead, Chris. Oh no, I was gonna say it is also weird that he that the Mechagodzilla in this one was such more, more like in hand to hand combat than like guns and straps on it. You know, mm-hmm. it was more about like using its fists. And it's like laser cannon, mm-hmm. which is a different change of pace than I'm used to with Mechagodzilla. So it was kind of interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one thing that uh, was funny was when Kelsey and I were watching it, um, you know, because she is not familiar with Godzilla much at all. So when it show when it first shows Mechagodzilla, because it's like, oh, my God, it's a robot Godzilla. I'm like, no, 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 that's Mechagodzilla. <laughs> and then Bernie in the movie says, it's robot Godzilla. And she's like, ha, see? And I, and then the kid who corrects him is just like, it's Mechagodzilla. And I'm like, yes. I thought that was weird. I got to say, I thought that moment was weird watching it again, especially. I was like, how the fuck does this kid know? Like, he's like certain, like, no, that's Mechagodzilla. <laughs> he's like, an anime a little force. <laughs> I guess. Uh, oh, here's a question because I and I know this was watching the movie. Did anybody know that the guy piloting Mechagodzilla 
with Ghidorah's head and everything, was the son of Ken Watanabe's character from the previous Godzilla movies? Oh, I kind of put piece that together because yeah, he just same. seemed like to oh. know so much about it. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't piece together at all. Someone I had to read about it after the fact, and I was like, but then I, I watched again. I don't think they ever make any like line of dialogue about it or anything where they say no. like, you know, I thought he could have said like someone like that. He killed my dad or something, you know, like no yeah, I don't connection think they ever touched on that. <laughs> oh, like, I thought he kind of looked like like what Ken Watanabe's son would have looked like in the universe of it. I don't know. Maybe I kind of always assumed because he also had so much knowledge of like the Titans, you know, and I'm like, he probably got that from Ken Watanabe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense once I heard it, but like, I just wasn't, I didn't piece together the first time. So I felt kind of <laughs> come on, but... nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Matt, get it together. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, so they're piloting Mechagodzilla using the skull of Ghidorah because um, they established that, you know, their, you know, Ghidorah's heads communicated telepathically, and so they're able to pilot it. But then when Mechagodzilla goes rogue, I. <sighs> I sort of assumed, is that Ghidorah's consciousness, like, taking over Mechagodzilla? Yes, that's what I always thought, which I thought was, a you could have done this movie without even, like, associating the Ghidorah thing right. to it. Yeah. I thought, because yeah. it doesn't make sense, because Ghidorah isn't even a titan, he's a he's a space monster, you know? Yeah, I, I, I figured, like, you don't, you don't need that, you could just, you know, say the guy's controlling it remotely, and then, like, I don't know, something in the wires fry, and then the AI takes over. Right. There, that and it's been... explained. <laughs> yeah, because it yeah. makes sense why he's... Maybe that does make sense why he, it, Mechagodzilla is more hand-to-hand combat in this movie. It's because, like, when they were fighting... When it was fighting Godzilla in the last movie, you know, the, it, kept, it kept charging at Godzilla most of the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, uh, one thing I was I think too, I, I was expecting maybe some other monsters to show up, especially after King of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And they don't show. I mean, it, it probably would have been way too much going on, but it's like I was kind of I could have taken like, you know, maybe one one monster or something. I don't know. I was a little <laughs> disappointed, but it's not like a, it's not like a deal breaker. I thought it was interesting, especially where King of the Monsters left off. And then it's like none of the monsters show back up. But uh, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that would have been a lot of stuff happening. So, yeah. But I mean, like because there is the moment um, where Kong's like traveling in the hollow earth and you see that sort of armadillo looking mm-hmm. monster like that could have they, they could have made that Anguirus instead, you know? Yes. Yeah. I find the lack of Anguirus in these legendary pictures very disrespectful. That boy has yeah. got no respect. <laughs> yeah. Now, now in. In fairness, my only knowledge of all the other monsters mostly comes from the video games. <laughs> I mean, I that's where I get a lot of knowledge in general is from video games, too. <laughs> I was like, at least you know him, Ken, because I'm sitting here like, yeah, hey, Garrus, right, right? Yeah, Gigan, <laughs> Megalon. Right. I know a few. I know a few, uh, but not there's way more, I think, than I realize there are. <laughs> like, um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Sorry. I was gonna say like yeah. Like when am I gonna get a legendary Gamera film next? I need to see the giant flaming fire breathing like turtle fighting Godzilla <laughs> in these legendary pictures, and I want him extra thick for this one too. <laughs> well, that seems to be their pattern is to make these things extra thick. So I imagine <laughs> you just get him with like. Wait, just... is it because they're making fun of Americans for a sec? Are they calling me thick? My like, I don't God. like God. I don't know. Godzilla's pretty thick too, so yeah, them, them gams he's got. <laughs> I kind of wanted like a training montage in this movie. I was a little disappointed <laughs> with that. Sort of like so, like when Ben Affleck is training to fight Superman in yes. Batman v Superman, like just see Kong doing push-ups, like pulling weights and like 
Yes, but because it's out of Winkar, I wanted him to like have like I don't know, like push it to the limit. Yeah, you know, like I want some like '80s throwback, and he's oh like my. lifting trees or something. I've always wanted this, and I know it's ridiculous. I've always wanted because you always get you know that. Oh, also, um, in this movie, my mind's going in a million places. Uh-huh. I'm gonna say the thing I wanted to initially say. I've always wanted in um. Like you always get those uh buildups of like Godzilla coming out of the water, like you see his spines coming out first. For some reason, I've always wanted them to just play um Hulk Hogan's theme song, I am a real American to that. <laughs> I am a real American. <laughs> oh man, we should definitely do have creative control of the rest of the monster verse. I think you two need to go in, start writing all these, directing all these. And every character, every human character is a podcaster, too. And they're inviting each other to be on their podcast to talk about these titans. Oh, man. I remember remember when the 2014 one came out, I made the joke that Godzilla should talk and he should be voiced by Hulk Hogan. (laughs) And just be like, what are you going to do when Godzilla Mania runs wild on you, brother? Uh, It's too bad Hulk Hogan to be very problematic at a certain point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think... Oh, was 2014? Was that before he that was before, fell from grace? Sure yeah, okay. Yep. Pretty racist. Uh, like, <laughs> sorry to <laughs> burst your bubble, Ken. I just don't want to get you in hot water. With Wait, uh, are you saying old American heroes are racist? <laughs> you, you, you anti-American. How dare you? Oh, boy. Also, they um, built a dome to keep calling it. They couldn't have built a wrestling ring for these guys or these things to fight true. in. That's true. Like I need like a I need like a Geonosis from Star Wars Episode Two kind of like you know arena for them to all fight you know have a different kaiju coming out and they keep fighting each other you know <laughs> yeah that could have been that could be the next movie I think yeah Dis- Disney's about to copyright this movie since we talked about Star Wars just now oh yeah that's yeah <laughs> um the other this is getting pulled. <laughs> the other um the other point I was gonna make there about Godzilla like coming out of the water and you see in his spines. I noticed this movie, it didn't do his theme, the da-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Uh, I didn't hear that in this one. Yeah, that's true. Four and a half stars now on Out of Five. <laughs> Bumping it down a notch. Um, <laughs> also, you know, I'm disappointed that they try to make Kong so cool in this movie by making him less of a simp. There's not a girl that he's fantasizing about and risking his life for who won't love him back. I'm kind of mad that they like make him cool. Like he, he, he wants to stand on his own. He's, he's a his own man. children. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, he's got a throne. He's super. He, <laughs> it's like, y'all are just lucky. There isn't a, a gorgeous blonde nearby him. That's in love yeah. with a human guy else. He'd be like losing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Godzilla should have done to distract him. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, <laughs> this movie's awesome. Also, it, because it's such embedded in pop culture now for like funny, it's like I love it now. Like it's supposed to be like one will win, but also let's like the memes and the internet's gonna win at the end of all yeah. this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, Ken. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, uh, I was just gonna say real quick. Uh, one thing that uh, we didn't really talk about was um, just a pretty cool team up moment is when Kong is fighting Mechagodzilla and he's got his axe up and Godzilla like looks at him and he's like, I know what I gotta do. <laughs> yeah. And he breathes into the axe. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. I was thinking you were gonna say doesn't a little his little friend, the girl, tell him like Godzilla's not your enemy, help him. Because I, I imagine he looks I think he looks at him like I feel like he's like Did oh. you not see what just happened? Right. <laughs> I think he's like, fuck, I guess I'll help him, but I'm not happy about it. And <laughs> like um that that girl's probably the mvp of the human characters by the way the little girl is kong's friend oh yeah she's great yeah she's really good but um everyone's like fine i don't think anybody's like bad it's funny because 
uh, I was like literally forgetting about the whole Millie Bobby Brown podcaster subplot. Like they cut back to it and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot about these people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, like I said, like, because I, I remember Charles Dance at the end of King of the Monsters is the guy that, you know, was like, oh, we'll take it for, you know, Ghidorah's head. And he's he's gone. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird he didn't come back, actually. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, I wonder that, where yeah, he went. That, that, that doesn't work now. It's almost like um like the end of the Snyder Cut, like all these, like, extra endings at the end. They don't make sense now. Yeah, they won't yeah. go anywhere, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's weird. He didn't come back. Who else was missing? Um, There was a lot of, I feel like, uh there was, like, a whole team in, like, the King of the Monsters that none of them are back. And they didn't die. They just aren't around anymore <laughs> like yeah I don't yeah know. and uh what's his name from kick-ass his character's nowhere to be found after 2014 godzilla oh yeah aaron taylor yeah. johnson elizabeth olsen yeah, there, elizabeth olsen. yeah. <laughs> she's i remember when uh the 2014 one came out and the trailers really played it up that like brian cranston was like the main character oh, yeah and he died in 30 minutes <laughs> god they, these movies would have been so good if he just kept coming back like maybe not for like the whole length of like a 2014 movie but like just small little pot spots like with ken watanabe that would have been mm. good what like if, just a if, bunch of si- cool, good-looking scientists just <laughs> hammering it out, like what to do. What if they did? What if they did? Uh, sort of what they did with a uh, Kevin Costner in in the Snyder movies, and like his ghost comes back to talk to people. <laughs> yeah. Did you not hear the part? You have to have the subtitles in when they're roaring at each other. I th- I, th- I think Kong said Martha, and then Godzilla was like, "Why did you say that?" <laughs> <laughs> oh oh <boy>. man. <laughs> um. I'm trying to think of other stuff here. I don't want to like, for, I'm going to wrap up that quick, but I'm, I don't think I have that much else. I mean, like it's pretty straightforward. I am still surprised like that they went as far as they did with the fights between the two of them. I really thought they would like, I knew it was going toward the two of them are going to team up against something like Matthew Godzilla, but they did take longer to get there than I thought they would. So I get the movie credit for like really having them fight and not like, you know, messing around with that. So <laughs> yeah, I, um, I do admire that, um, that you know that was uh really sort of saved for the end but a, a lot of the times like with these versus movies i kind of wish they would just do the verses and like build the drama all around that but you know like this and in batman v superman they have to fight a common enemy at the end now with this it was done better but um if you want to see that that's well done you need to watch the original alien versus predator i feel okay. like that movie did it really well Okay. Yeah, I've actually, Matt. I'm not sure if I've ever told you. I've never seen the the first Alien versus Predator. I, I'm <laughs> Paul W. S. Anderson, baby. St- I, I love that man. I shouldn't say I'm stunned because I don't think it's that bad. But I remember seeing that movie in a theater and being really hyped for it, and then um, kind of being disappointed. Like, and I do remember we all laughed out loud at the part where there's a part where the predator is running with like one of like the main human woman. I forgot who plays her. And they're running from an explosion in slow motion, like the most cliche, like action. Like, thing. Mm-hmm. And like everyone bust out laughing because we were just like, what the fuck is going on? But like, um, I, I remember it, I thought it was OK. I need to go rewatch it. Um, I remember really not liking the second one, Requiem, because that talk about a movie where you can't see anything <laughs> that's happening. holy shit it's the darkest movie i've ever seen in my life it's lit by like a candle and a flashlight it's like (laughs) bananas and we watched it i never forget i didn't see it in one theater it's at my friend's house when it came out like a dvd and he had just gotten a new tv and like hadn't messed with the settings yet and we were like dude i can't see shit like it's like and then he i leave and he goes oh dude uh my brightness was turned down really low that's why we couldn't see anything but then (laughs) 
<laughs> but then I saw the movie years later and I'm like, I still can't see anything. <laughs> it's like yeah. when you upload a video game, they're like, adjust the brightness until you can barely see <laughs> this one symbol. It's like that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh man, I was I was cranking thing way past. Like, they're like, oh, make the the uh, logo barely visible. I'm like, fuck that. I'm gonna turn it way past. <laughs> but like, honestly, like when you when you do that, and you like brighten the screen so much, like it doesn't look right. Like it mm-hmm. just looks so well, washed over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I feel s- like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> oh, and I was gonna say, I'm just excited for the next versus movie that's coming out, the Power Rangers sequel, where he for, he fights uh, Mill Creek's uh, Ultraman. Uh, so I can't wait for that versus movie to come out. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> let's just spitball that... versus movies ideas and see if uh, any exact get listening. picked up yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh I, now, weirdly i was gonna say i feel like i have an idea now that i want to talk about more versus movies <laughs> like oh that could, that could oh, be yeah. our gimmick because the three of us talk about versus movie <laughs> well i'll say this i am shocked that like no one ever thought to do chucky versus leprechaun Ooh, like i'm yeah. shocked that that never came to be yeah yeah I think the, yeah. the rights with Chucky are weird. It's probably part of the problem. I think, like, two different people, because, like, this is probably too much information no one asked for, but it's, like, I think, like, because, <laughs> like, they they have Child's Play, but then they can call it, like, Bride of Chucky, like, Chucky. Like, there's two separate mm. running franchises where I think, like, the guy who created it owns the right to salt, call stuff Chucky, whatever, and then, like, the studio owns Child's Play, I think. Okay. So yeah. maybe that's part of the problem to get that great versus movie. <laughs> well, also the guy who directed uh, *Bride of Chucky* is the guy who directed uh, *Freddy vs. Jason*. Paul yeah. W. Anderson. No. <laughs> oh, *Freddy no, vs. Jason*. Sorry, Ronnie I keep thinking U. about *Alien vs. Predator*. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I will I will defend Paul W. Anderson pretty. I also, Chris, you need to watch. Have you seen *Monster Hunter* yet? I still haven't yet, but it's I have played the good. games. So, and I've heard. So, yeah, I need I need to see that. Dang it. One more giant monster movies it's pretty fun like it's like yeah it's not it's not as good as this but there is also a lot of monster fights like in like bright like broad daylight which i know they criticize these movies for and i'm like well paul davis anderson went for it in monster hunter you got like full daylight on these monsters and it looks pretty good so yeah yeah i can't wait for like um like uh 80s remake versus movies because like they did the revamping of robocop in dread i need those two to have a versus movie now since they had reboots in the 2010s i need them to have a versus series i need to have uh i gotta think of other properties i need like a transformers versus movie at some point since there's so many of them and maybe this will be actually good uh (laughs) (laughs) well they did a they there was actually a video game of terminator versus robocop yes i love that game i'm I'm mad that was never a movie. Like as a kid, I was like, "Why is this not a movie? It's an awesome video game." <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about, uh, 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 how about like I don't know, uh, Ash from Evil Dead versus Steve Urkel? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they were the most one-sided fight. I feel like they would team up against something, probably demons, yeah. and then like Urkel accidentally kills a demon. He's like, "Did I do that?" <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I, the end. Was- there was the Halloween episode where Urkel dressed up as Superman and he had this fantasy where he beat up a robber. Uh-huh. Do, do you remember that episode? I'm just laughing at where we've ended up on this podcast. Yeah. Can't wait Family for... Uh, I can't wait for the Orion Pictures production of uh, the stuff versus the blob. And it's just these very gross looking things and the humans have to survive from both sides of it. I want that to be a thing now. Just two waves of gross like goo coming at people from different sides and they can't do anything. Yes. <laughs> Make it happen. Although one of them you can eat and the other one you can't, so that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh man. Um, does anybody else have anything on Silver versus Colin they want to bring up? So amazing. Five stars easily. 
Yeah, I think we we mostly covered it. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty simple movie when you get down to it. Like, there's like all these ideas in there, but it's like at the end of the day, it's just a fun giant monster. I had fun with it. I mean, like I've had fun with all of these for the most part. Um, so yeah, I just hope now that this did so well. I hope that it was more like people were genuinely excited for it and liked it versus like, oh, people are getting vaccinated. They just want to go see any movie. Like, I'm glad it made money, but I hope people actually. I think people were pretty positive about it from what I've mm-hmm. seen. So, mm-hmm. um, hopefully we get more. I think they'll keep it going now. Cause I think they were probably going to maybe stop it. I don't know, but, um, yeah, I will gladly take more of these. I'm, I'm all about it. So, Oh, oh yeah. another, uh, one more thing I want to say about the movie was, um, it was, uh, I really liked just like Kong hanging out in the hollow verse at the end to that song. I forget what song it was. Oh yeah. I don't remember either, but it's just like him chilling out. In the... <laughs> uh, wait, you call it the hollow verse? Is, or not the hollow verse, the hollow earth. <laughs> I like that better, actually. Like, yeah, let's get a hollow verse going. <laughs> now, now there's going to be a bunch of Kong movies just called the Hollow Earth, Hollow uh, Universe now, and it's just yeah. going to be all about him and his adventures there. Mm, oh. I'm down for it. Yeah. I wish this movie came out just a little bit earlier so it could have Oscar contention because I could see this movie gaining like some sort of Oscar now for like its VFX. Um, you know, I think it looked really good for, for the technology in it. Um, and the set designs obviously looked amazing, too. I feel like this movie could like sneak in for something like that, you know, Oh, for technical stuff. At first, I thought you oh, just yeah. were like best picture. I was like, Chris, I don't think it's going to happen, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, well, I you mean, know how the Oscars are. Well, I mean, I well. Well, Matt, if I said that, then people will think I have insane opinions on podcasts, <laughs> and I don't want to do that. Well, listen, uh, you have fun opinions. I, I always say, like, Chris is like a wild card. If he's on a show, it's like, listen, anything can happen. Like, there's a couple things you picked that I was like, this is wild. I love it. You keep it interesting, man. I love it. Um, <laughs> I only like good movies while I push up my, my monocles. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I will say this. I mean, Suicide Squad won for best makeup, so... <laughs> Yes. It's an Academy Award winning picture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, and as uh, as a friend of ours once said, and this is dead serious. Our friend of uh, oh, Chris, I'll God. tell you, a friend of ours said that, and he was so serious. He was like, Margot Robbie should have won the Oscar for playing Harley Quinn. <laughs> and Man. we were like, wait, not nominated? <laughs> or he's like, no, one. She should have won the Oscar. Man, and I, our mouths dropped, and we just looked at each other. Like, who's Gail Gadot? It's all about Harley Quinn and Margot Robbie. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I think Margot Robbie's good as Harley Quinn. But, like, I'm like, man, that's just not going to happen in any universe that she's going to win an Oscar for that part. <laughs> like, I'm sorry to break it to you, but hey, he was he was real serious about it. Um, okay. I, if he you guys bought all the pop figures and everything when it came out, too. <laughs> oh, I think he did, actually. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I do want to know, if you guys can do this, like, off the top of your head, uh, I kind of drop this on you. How would you rank the four MonsterVerse movies from 2014 Godzilla to Godzilla versus Kong. Can if you oh, can, can anybody <laughs> okay objectively um, or unobjectively? Uh, well, <laughs> well, I can my... do mine first if you guys want. I don't know if you I'll... want a second to think about it. I'll go ahead and do mine. I okay. think mine's pretty easy. Um, well, like I said, I'm not sure if I like Godzilla versus Kong or Godzilla King of the Monsters better, but I mean, bottom of the list is 2014's Godzilla, then Kong Skull Island. And then, yeah, I don't know between King of the Monsters and uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Ooh, mine's kind of the same, honestly, there. But it's weird. It's a three-way tie for the best uh, for me because Kong Skull Island on rewatch is really good. And it works as a standalone movie, too. It's mm-hmm. true. Mine's really, yeah, this is I, I, a tough question I asked everybody. And I'm like, I, <laughs> I think my answer would definitely be Godzilla 2014 is number four. Oh, and then like the other three, I kind of like pretty close to the same. So, um, 
man, I guess I'd say Godzilla vs. Kong at three, even though I really like it. God, this is then King of the Monsters, then Kong Sky Island, but I haven't watched Sky Island in a while, so I don't know. This was a tough question. I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> I'm like, we don't, I don't know have... anything. We haven't even seen these movies. Yeah. We've only seen Kong vs. Godzilla. <laughs> no, no, I have seen all these, but I just yep, this like, whole thing has been a sham. They're kind of all <laughs> on the same level. Like they've all kind of delivered what I want, but Godzilla 2014 was better on a rewatch, but it's still not. It's not as fun as the other ones, honestly. That's the problem. I think it's like this is kind of a, a downer for the most part. Yeah, I was so. least like I was least excited to watch it just from reading the Wikipedia synopsis of it, like I do with most of my movies. <laughs> I have a friend that does the same thing, but he won't even like <laughs> see stuff. He'll just I'll see something. He'll ask me about it, and I'm like telling him. He goes, "I mean, how'd you know that?" He goes, "I read the Wikipedia synopsis." I'm like, "Why don't you just watch the movie?" He goes, eh, "I didn't feel like it." <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what kings do, of course. Time is <laughs> oh. valuable. Well, no, that's the thing, Chris. So, uh, okay, so Matt, when the <laughs> when the movie um, Mother came out, oh yeah, <laughs> I Matt like told me how like shocking it was, and I was just like, well, I gotta know more about this. So I read the Wikipedia synopsis, and I'm like, yeah, I don't need to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess, so maybe don't watch it. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to see the movie. Can although the funny thing is, we'll be doing. We are going to do a podcast on Mother pretty soon. Oh, <laughs> oh. goodness. <laughs> yes, I was talking to someone, and we were pitching ideas back and forth. We landed on Mother. I'm like, hey, if anything, it'll be an interesting conversation. You know, it's like some wild stuff to talk about in Mother. So, <laughs> Yes, Matt, if you want to be a goaded king, you have to put it out on Mother's Day, May, next month. Oh, but do it. Ha- have your mom on. <laughs> Please do. And Man. then it's like, and then the ending part where like all everything goes to craziness, and then there's the baby yeah. that comes out. Mom, I love this movie. Like, I that would... <laughs> I would like gas that movie up so much like that episode. I would love that. <laughs> oh, my God. Chris, you give me a grade. I might have to do that because it'll be ready on Mother's Day. I think I really put, put it out. Yes, that sir. Weekend. Yes, sir. Oh, I remember. Oh, I remember when I. Uh, re- so, Matt, I told you that I read the synopsis and then you were excited to actually be. And I told you I, I probably wouldn't see the movie. You were like you were so excited to actually just describe it to me and like give analysis <laughs> of everything. And it's so funny because the way you were describing things was like Billy Madison talking about the puppy who lost its way. <laughs> Cause you were just like, you were just like, and the lady that comes in Eve yeah. is blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, you know, uh, Billy Madison being like, and the little boy society yeah. <laughs> and the puppy. Well, Capitalist. I'm mostly excited for you guys to talk about Mother because it's honestly one of my comfort movies. That and like Come and See and Solo and then 12 <laughs> Years a Slave. Well, well, yeah, along with Hereditary. I mean, <laughs> honestly, those movies fly by. I don't know. Like, just You're comfort like, oh, movies. I got to unwind after work. What do I throw on? Have a, have a salad. <laughs> oh, how, about the, how about the Elephant Man? There we go. Oh. Oh, no. I almost watched it the other day, Ken, but then I was like, I don't want to be sad for the rest <laughs> of the day. Yeah, I, I stopped watching David Lynch movies. They're just too simplistic in plot, and I wanted to challenge my adult brain a little <laughs> bit more. Yeah, so you put on some Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I watched 98 Godzilla on repeat. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Well, this, this has been, been fun. <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, man, yeah, no, I feel like this this was a good time. Um, so I guess we'll wrap it up. But uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess uh, yeah. So if no one else has anything else to say, I guess I will throw to you, Ken. I don't. Know if, I know you don't have much to plug. You're not on social media that much. But if you got anything, go for it. No, um, you know, I'm still not on Twitter. Everyone, 
just take you a Twitter that says Ken still not on Walker or still not on Twitter Walker. (laughs) You're just going to manage that for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I'm on Letterboxd. Uh, My username is Elwood Balboa 92. It's all one word. Um, Also, I mean, not not a huge thing to plug. uh, But Matt, you know that I'm uh, I'm writing a project right now. And uh, uh, I mean, I'm not going to make any big announcements on it, but I don't know. I might want to share things about it in the future. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, very cryptic. All right. I like it. Uh, so, uh, Chris, go ahead. What do you want to plug? Uh, well, you know, if you want to listen to Inside the Sequel, where it's less tame and more or less the dark parts of the internet, you can check us out at InsideTheSequel.com. And we're, I have such amazing guests, including uh, Matt. I love to have Ken on soon now as well with Matt. The YouTube oh. on there, I think, I, I mean, I'm kind of shaking that'd be so fun to do <laughs> and, uh, um so you can check it out there at inside the we're also on twitter at sequel pod um email the show at sequel at gmail.com uh i'm also on twitter at hertastic underscore chris and we have a youtube channel which um i don't like to plug too often because um you have better ways to spend your time than watch <laughs> me get drunk on a live stream talking about how to save money on boutique labels and calling out bigger youtubers than myself um <laughs> But uh, you can check that out, Hurtastic Reviews at YouTube. Yeah, no, it's all good stuff. Everyone should check that out. I, I say even check out the YouTube channel. It's fun. I like your videos. <laughs> like, <laughs> cracks me up, man. Um, so, okay, for our stuff, uh, you can, um, of course, uh, follow the podcast anywhere you get podcasts. If you haven't subscribed already, please do that. Um, you can rate, rate and review us on the Apple Store. Um, you can follow the podcast at Film Feast Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MapLed87, and you can follow me and the podcast on Instagram at just FilmFeast, all one word. Um, so that's it for this week, guys, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye.